0: Paul would submit that within him was a war. Warring in me, he said. A toiling in him. We know that Jesus had a dual nature, he was fully God and fully man. Perhaps in me, I also have a dual nature because the Spirit is inside of me and yet I toil with my will. As you so aptly taught this morning, Brother Foster, I battle with my own soul. And inside of me is the tug of war of my soul and the Holy Spirit. And so because of that in my person I'm self-conscious about what I'm going to preach especially after what just happened how wonderful it is so I would if I leaned on my own thought I would pause and reconsider but I believe that the Lord ordains all things and and I know of a certainty that my steps are ordered of the Lord And even beyond that, I know that he loves the church more than anyone because he died for it. He shed his blood for you and for me. He cares more about what's happening right now than anyone else could ever care. He commissioned this night to be exactly as it is right now. Because I believe we've been led of the Spirit. i'm just gonna share this word and then i'll step out of the way and let and hopefully i'm out of the way but i'll step fully away and let the lord speak to your life my voice is a little bit torn and a little ragged but um Maybe in the next couple of days I'll recover. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 25. There are many, if I could say, one off statements. A uh, proverb that is a complete thought all by itself. If you read through one chapter of a Proverbs, you might find every verse to be distinct, uh, almost compartmentalized. They are encapsulated thoughts, directives for life. When the wise man put pen to paper, pen to parchment, he, he, he wrote them as he was inspired by the Holy Ghost. And in some ways, and sometimes, you have to read the Proverbs very carefully because they don't read as a storyline. They're not reading as as history. They're not reading even as a psalm that completes a, a general thought. There are two verses, distinct verses, in verse 25 and verse 26, that I draw your attention to. They are somewhat polar in message but they're connected in substance. And if you read one, it, it will suffice, but if you could put them together, they're connected in a, in substantive form. And the scholars and the Jewish um, commentators would, would submit them as being more than just connected, but intertwined and verse 25 reads like this as cold waters to a thirsty soul this is indicative of a desert place very well known among those who would live in those regions of the middle east where water is craved and wells are dug for the very reason where life begins and ends where water flows or where it is dry cold waters to a thirsty man or a thirsty person the soul he says so is good news from a far country the the best way to describe good news from afar a message that just you were waiting for the only way to describe it and the best light he could put it in would be that we would have a drink of water in a wearisome wilderness. The water. And then he writes, a righteous man falling down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. Which indicates that a man who knew what to do, he was a righteous man he had all the tools of goodness understanding but he failed to take a stand a troubled fountain now now the waters aren't just cold but they're corrupt and so i asked the question tonight is there life in this river Let me just read a couple of verses in your hearing while you're standing. I don't want to overwhelm you, but I read from Isaiah 44. God said I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. John wrote in the book of Revelation. He said to me, "It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end." To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. won't cost you anything. Finally, Jesus is proclaiming, and they relied upon it in a great revival. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Father, I commit the word unto you it is from you and for you on behalf of you do your work among the people tonight in this house I pray when I'm finished Lord you'd be satisfied and the people would respond with their whole heart standing transparent before you for the sake of the kingdom in our city and for our own lives and our families Everyone said, "Amen, amen." When you're seated, give a praise to God. Would you do that? When you're seated, we give a praise to God. God be praised. So significant is the Jordan River that it hosts a gathering of people each time for baptism. The first time many years ago when I went to Israel, we went to the upper portion of the Jordan where the crystal clear water embraced every person who entered. It was a beautiful scene off the bank of that River was a small building built for the benefit of the tourist. You could buy small bottles of the water and other paraphernalia. Later on, we forsook that trapping and made our way down to the southern part by Syria where It is now presumed that probably that's where John was doing his baptisms. The water is more muddy. It's not as pleasant, but now as it's caught on, what used to be just a lonely piece of concrete has, I would say, metastasized into a large building with lockers and restrooms and restaurants a place where people can be baptized for money something about the jordan river its its uniqueness in time it is apparent in the scripture in all forms of spirituality according to the bible different things happen after the jordan a new day begins new life for people and indeed the beginning of ministries, they've all occurred through the water of the river Jordan. Jesus himself found John baptizing people unto repentance. The forerunner of Jesus Christ was setting the precedent. It was more than a mikvah, a ceremonial cleansing. It was a baptism unto repentance. Now, it was a deliberate act. Or as Paul wrote, john's baptism but there cometh one mightier than i he has another baptism jesus was baptized in the river jordan a sound from heaven came echoing thundering from the heavenlies this is my beloved son in whom i'm well pleased it was a mark in time it was a landmark and from that moment jesus went out Jeremiah's main reference in his self-titled book was a swelling Jordan, a river, time and again, he declared it so. He said it because at certain moments in the year, the Jordan does swell, massive, its gaping mouth consumes everything in its path. The Jordan River separated The twelve tribes, two on one side, ten on the other. There was so much more about the Jordan. Naaman, most of all, was healed of those same waters, though murky. Leprosy fell from his scaly skin. He was made new like a baby. And of the many significant things that occurred I will not delineate them all. Nothing seems to rise higher than the day that Joshua led the children of Israel across that river on dry ground. Joshua began his leadership and indeed his ministry when he crossed the River Jordan. The moment is not as popular as the Red Sea, but I submit just as important. God parted the Red Sea through the rod of Moses but after 40 years of the wilderness, Joshua had something that Moses never had. Joshua had the Ark of the Covenant. It was a small box made from acacia wood. It was covered with gold. The mercy seat rested atop it. Angels, cherubs, facing each other with heads down, cast down sat atop that mercy seat. It was the only embodiment of God that the people had ever really known. It was Israel's national treasure. It was holy and pure. The place of God's resting, that was the Ark of the Covenant, the place where the cloud of glory came to settle, to consume the sacrifice, the blood, even if for a moment. Joshua led the children of Israel to the shoreline of that same swelling river, They stood there awaiting the instruction of their new leader. And it makes me know that Joshua's leadership was about to be tested. Moses led them across the Red Sea. Could Joshua do the same here? He did not lift a rod or a staff to part the water. But Joshua commanded that the priest might carry the Ark of the Covenant into the River Jordan and then stand in the middle until all the people passed by. The Bible says that just as the Red Sea rolled up on either side, so too the Jordan River paused its flow when the most holy emblem of God entered the water. It changed the river, I submit, forever. The divine, holy resting place of the omnipresent God entered a water and will ever change its significance. There are only a few verses that separate Joshua's initial leadership across the river and then the walls of mighty Jericho. It was just a little distance and a little time. Jericho's waters were held back and, Jeric- and Joshua's water... I'm sorry, Jordan's waters were held back and Jericho's walls were torn down in just a matter of moments, maybe a few days. I proposed to you through the Spirit... They crossed the river in unity and in purity. It was an amazing sight to behold for all of those people of Israel. They were now a group of fully faithful, relying upon the Lord people. This was a new generation of believers. The doubters that cast their voices and their votes in opposition to the land of Canaan had all died off. Only Joshua and Caleb represented the former generation. Joshua led a new group of people, of believers, and they collectively crossed that river. They passed through the water of that river with expectation and with faith. They were honest and they were true. They were not perfect people. They were not without flaw. No people are. But they were together for a new cause to take the land. That indeed flowed with milk and honey. Stay with me now. Think for a moment because the Lord wants to speak to this church. We are not here without cause, we are here in this place by divine appointment. We were born to be in this time, we are living in this moment. This last few days, perhaps months or years of human history for a divine purpose. You could have been born 500 years ago. God could have allowed you to live and die before the creation of this land, America. But I believe that by his divine order and his will, you and I are here to see the last days of time and to facilitate the last great final call of lost souls into the kingdom of God. He ordered your steps so that you could be born in an era and a time, so that you would see the last great revival. We are going to see an eleventh-hour revival of believers baptized in water and in the Spirit. In the next breath, we'll be raptured. I see a standing revival in a line of baptisms with people who will have accepted this great gospel and have not yet had time to learn one sentence to one song that we sang tonight because the last trump of god will sound and the dead in christ will rise and they will have risen from the grave and the people that will have been baptized won't be dry enough from the baptismal tank because they'll be raptured right out of this place The church at large and this church in this city has been ordained by the Lord in the heavenlies for such a time as this. We are given a message of real hope and deliverance and we must execute the will of the Father. God gave it. He did it. But what we do with it is now in our hands and the evidence of our faith is in this river. There's their life in this river. That river, that river of life, those waters, the Holy Spirit waters, what Jesus said would be like a river flowing from the inside has been invested in all of us. No one earned the Spirit. He gave it to us. We did not merit our salvation We are saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And that water will stay pure and honest as long as we keep the right spirit and maintain our obedience to the spoken and written word. I hope that you can hear me tonight. It's vital. Our church life depends on it. Our very lives are held in the balance by the obedience of our own bodies and lives and actions. That great revival of hundreds and thousands stand at the brink of our faithfulness, our devotion to the cause and our obedience to the spoken and written word. Watch Joshua now. He will lead them over the river Jordan. The Ark of the Covenant will cause a supernatural event to take place those swelling waters are now held at bay and then jericho jordan and then jericho always jordan and then jericho jericho hosted the advantage of obedient people they marched unlike their forefathers they were together they were united they did, did not do what their elders and their grandfathers had done They did what Joshua told them to do even though there was no evidence of the outcome. Marching around fortified walls have no history of falling. But on the last day, the seventh day when they marched around seven times the walls crumbled to dust and Israel conquered that city. Trumpets blared, shouts of praise led them over. Praise, hear me, praise tore down the walls of stone like it always does. You probably don't know how powerful your voice is. Praising God is a weapon created by God for the benefit of his people called by his name. When you praise, you knock down things that are impossible to take down. You ought to shout out a voice of praise and a cry of praise and just say glory to God. You are a great God and I praise you. Now I know you did that because I provoked you to do it. But if you'll just do it with your whole heart, not because I'm saying it, I guarantee you something can come down in this house. You should just praise him because he's good and you will knock down things you cannot do by yourself. They shouted the walls down. They shouted the walls down. They praised the walls down. They praised past the opposition. I know how it sounds, but I wish you'd try it tried a little bit. Oh, great God, great God, great God, holy Lamb of God. Thank you, You may be seated and clap your hands when you get seated. Uh, And Israel crossed that river. And when they did, it was pure. And they were purified. They were purified. God was their guide, Joshua was the leader. They walked in obedience. The greatest city of the entire land fell before them. I cannot tell you how powerful the synergy of obedience and praise is. But there's nothing like it in all the world. When they are combined together, they offer a power that no spirit, no demonic spirit, no flesh can resist. Praise and obedience are powerful. And when they got over, when they stand in at Jericho, the fight was coming to this conclusion... Walls have crumbled to dust. The city, already mapped out by the spies that came before, has been exposed and conquered. And Joshua, in his own careful deliberation and profound leadership, has taken every step to see the victory through. But unlike, get this, unlike Egypt and so many other victories, God commanded the people, don't take any spoils for yourself. They were not allowed to take anything out of Jericho's treasures for themselves. Burn it all up. Take nothing for yourself. And to follow God's pattern, whatever gold or silver was to be put in the treasury of the Lord, the first offering belongs to God. It was clearly the tithe of every upcoming battle. They burnt the city with fire. All that was there and only the silver and gold and the vessels of brass and of iron they put to the treasury of the house of the Lord. Everything else was gone. Don't take anything for yourself. It belonged to God. Jericho and all of his collective wealth was God's. I stand here to tell you that God will not tolerate a thief. Joshua told the people as much. Leave it all. Make it a sacrifice to God. Burn it all. Bury it all. Give the precious metals into the treasury, but don't take anything out of Jericho for yourself. It belongs to God. You can divide up the next battle spoils, but the first is God's, always God's. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the water is still pure the people are not corrupted. That river they crossed over, the flow of that water that once buried the Egyptian army and freed the Syrian captain from certain death was still clean. As long as they obeyed, the water stayed that way. As long as they gave their will over to their leader and to God and to the word, they were pure and they were clean. But the moment they changed, they're all collecting everything, gathering all up, putting the precious metals into the hands of the Levites to be put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. Except one man, Achan. Achan, he muddied the water. He polluted the stream. He corrupted it. He entered Jericho with an honest spirit, but he left with a corrupted heart. He crossed over in unity, that's true, But when the victory was over he looked around and he took what he said was and I quote goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight. I coveted them he said and took them. Behold they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent. The silver is under it all. The Bible says that the anger of the Lord was kindled against the entire congregation of Israel. No one knew it at the time. No one knew it but after Jericho When they went to fight the next battle in a city called Ai, a nothing little town, Israel should have wiped them out. The armies of Israel should have stepped on that place like the heel of a big boot on an ant. But God was not with them and no one knew it. Joshua didn't even know. The leader never saw it coming. The spiritual leader never saw it coming because God does not share everything all of the time. Sometimes God allows defeat. So there could be a purification of the water. And it happened that day. The Bible says that they lost 36 of their men. That's what the Bible says in Joshua 7, verse 5. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries struck them down the slopes. At this, the hearts of the people melted, became like water. What began so pure and holy ended with suffering, confusion, loss, and defeat. One man mattered, one man. Jesus said it like this. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. One was enough because that is the constant among all things in every place. It only takes one to taint the flow. And I bring you to the sights and sounds of the world's most important rivers in fact perhaps the world's most important river in asia at least in notoriety it is the ganga river it rises high in the western heights of the himalayas i would have brought pictures tonight but i thought perhaps they would detract and you might find yourself a little sick looking at them it's 1,500 miles in length. That's the natural border of India and Bangladesh. It's Asia's river of notoriety and fame. Not just because of its length or width or its border intensive status, but there is a presumed spiritual element to it. They call it the Ganges River after the goddess Ganga who was worshipped in Hinduism. The Ganges River. Is said to be the most sacred river for over one billion Hindu people. India is now ranked as the most populated nation in the world. It has overcome China. They call it holy water, the Ganges River. It is a divine flow to them. It is their great privilege and honor to bathe in those holy sacred waters and i quote the hindus believe that bathing in the river causes remission of sins they believe their sins are remitted each time they take their routine bathing opportunities whatever stains their soul is now removed by the flow of the river Ganges. they say that being in that water facilitates hear it the cycle of life and death, it's a resurrection. There's transforming powers in that river. And most of all, the people call the Genghis River the most pure of all rivers in the whole world. But there's a problem. For decades, many decades, they've been throwing their trash in the waters. There's mounds of plastic cups in that water. There's level, the levels of fecal coliform bacteria in the water from human waste has risen to over 100 times of critical state. It is grotesque. Human feces flow down that river. I didn't want to show you these pictures. Maybe when you get home, you can look at them, but not here, not now. Just trust me. You don't have to Google me to find out I'm telling you the truth. The Bible says they received the word with all readiness of mind. And then later they searched the scriptures to see whether those things were so. Hmm. Disease is rampant in those waters. The same waters they call the most holy and most pure and most sacred. 140 species of fish are dying in rapid form because they can't survive in those murky, nasty, filth Formed waters, people with small cuts on their body, leave those waters worse off than they were before they entered with infection and disease. The river is corrupted even though they all say, these waters are the most important waters of our time. This river is the most sacred river. But then they dump all their trash into it. And then next to the heap of their trash and filth, they bathe in it they bring their most pitiful items and leave them in the same place they say they love. And of the world's top polluted rivers, you'll find them listed not 10 but 11. The Ganges River is number 1. It is the worst most environmentally hazard r- river and water in all of the world. They destroy what they say they love. They dump their junk, their trash, the most corrupted things of their life in those waters. And the place where they proclaim to give them remission of sins, think of it, has become the very place of their worst disease. Paul said it like this. He said in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. See, he cannot receive us because he's a holy God. If we're still entangled with the corruption of the world. Hebrews says this. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Follow holiness. Because without holiness, no man is going to see the Lord. Think of it now. Think of the conflict of it. Hebrews goes on to say, and I'll quote it in another version. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misuses the grace of God. That no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or as godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights to his to the to as the eldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected and he could not bring about a change of mind, though he sought the blessing with tears. I rise to say, God is calling us to live a pure life and the water that we went through in baptism that Peter said would bring about remission of sins he said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that water that water has to remain pure not just the physical water but the river that flows through this church and I'm awakened to preach to the body of believers and to the saints in this house and our lives and our temples we must protect ourselves from the filth of this world God has given us A great revelation. We got to give God the things that belong to him. And we got to keep the river of this church clean and pure. We have to live with obedience and with praise. And nothing will defeat us if we'll do that. But when we remove the things from our lives that God has instituted. Even the smallest things in the smallest cities like Ahai, It will destroy us and defeat us. So from the back to the front. From every side. I say everyone protect your language and what you say don't ever share your grievances with anybody about the church you lay them on the altar don't ever poison the waters of the church these are the very places and the very saints of god and the pews and the spirit in you in his place to bring you out of the corruption that was in your life And if you really love the Lord and you're thankful for this house, then don't pour your trash on the doorstep or against the church. I rise to ask you, are the waters in this house pure or have we corrupted the very place that we embrace? I tell you, I'm a little... I'm a little suspect of my own thought. I I enter with a little trepidation, just witnessing the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the life of a wonderful man. But I pray tonight that we don't get lax and think that we can live any way we wanna live. You gotta come out from the world and be separate because this is a holy church given by a holy God. Call for a holiness. That's right. Hear me. Hear, pastor. And some of you will say, well, just tell me what not to do. Just give me the list. I'm going to tell you, you get in the book, and you get on your knees, and you get in praise, and you get in obedience, and God will show you how to live. But you've got to seek for him and ask, Lord, how should I conduct myself? What I'm afraid is that by the time I get done with my supposed list, there'll be a lot of things that you needed that I will, I will unintentionally leave off that list. That's why you got to get before God and you got to say, Lord, make me a holy person. Make me a righteous person. I can't fall down now. I got to rise up now. I got to hold the standard of truth. I got to hold on to holiness and godliness. I preached 14 times in nine days. I spoke 14 times. One was a funeral and one was a tabletop Bible study. I'll tell you, it's a fun, it's so much fun to be the evangelist. <laughs> when I was the evangelist and Tammy and I were evangelizing, there was a fruit basket in our hotel room. A lot of times our name was on the marquee welcome jeffrey and tammy harple and people were happy to see us come ain't got no fruit we don't have a church sign i don't know if anybody's happy so i'll just preach according to my designated and called office This isn't the place where you hook up. This isn't a dating center. This isn't a place where you share all your grime about everybody else or even your own life. You leave that at home. When you get here, you know you're walking in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. Here, pastor. It only took one Achan to cause a defeat of all the people and I wonder, and I just wonder there's 103,000 people in our county there's 64,400 people in the last census some years ago I don't know what the new one's going to say in our city, we surely, we can win to the Lord and baptize even 1% if we can just get 1% or 2% of our whole county come on, is this all? we got to find everybody we can and baptize them in Jesus' name that's the reason why we exist I keep telling everybody that the church is the only institution built for the benefit of its non-members. But we think it's for our benefit. I'm going to tell you why you ought to be shouting, praising God and at the altar when you don't feel like it. Because other people don't know what to do until you get up here. Stop thinking you got to move if you feel like it. It has nothing to do with your feelings. It has to do with your obedience. Stop telling me it's not in your personality. Change your personality to be like Jesus. You don't all believe that. You don't want me. You should have gone on your vacation this week because you don't want to hear me, but I'm going to preach the word. It's time for you to get out of all that mess. And if you're involved in fornication and adultery, you should run from that. You're corrupting yourself and your family and the church. I'm in search of a revival, a free, free flow of the Holy Spirit. God's looking for workers in the kingdom. It doesn't matter where you serve, find some place to serve. And if you're rejected, find another place. We've not done well. We're trying to do better. Because sometimes people say they want to serve and we don't get back to them. We're, we're trying to do better. Please forgive us. If you don't, if you don't get an answer, forgive us. And then come back and hound us again. Hound somebody. Call Derek. You know where he lives. Knock on his window and say, i got to be involved in the church. If you got nothing to do on Monday morning, come on in here and pick up all the hairpins and the bows and the other stuff. <laughs> People leave behind. You can have a business on eBay. Come early for prayer. Get in morning manna. Listen to what the man of God is saying in morning manna. It probably would change your life if you thought that you needed it, but you you think you don't need it, and he ain't got nothing to teach you. You're just you're just as weak as you were before because you already judged that you didn't need it. Oh, we want to have a great church. We want to have revival. I want my family to come. Well, I want to know about these waters. Are they pure waters? Are they holy waters? Are they filled with love and forgiveness and long-suffering? Are they waters where people walk in and they've been living for God all week? Or are they? is this a place where people come because they got to get clean every week because the saints of God have corrupted themselves day after day? And Monday and Tuesday, men by Friday or Saturday, they can barely lift their head up and praise because they haven't been living for God all week, and then we struggle on Sunday morning. Just to break us through and try to get us, and our praise team is trying, and they're looking out at everybody and hands are down like this, looking at them. What? Somebody tell me that we can be desperate for God. Somebody tell me that we're going to live a life of overflowing victory and a conqueror and that we walk into the presence of God. We in fact enter with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And we are thankful and we are blessed in his name because it was in our lives before we came on the... I remember a day when mama was on the keyboard, the piano playing some song about the cross and it was a slow song and I was a drummer and I hated those slow songs. There was nothing for me to do. No drum rolls, cymbals were out of order. I kind of waited. Come on, let's move along, mom, move along. Scott was playing the organ. He didn't have much to do. Just a couple. Hold that chord uh, near the cross. Uh, near the, You'd be bored out of your mind if the whole song set was like that. At least for me. <laughs> Come on, Larry. You know what I'm talking about. You were a bad kid. Your mom and dad told me so. There's no evidence because you weren't dumb enough to take a picture of yourself and put it on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh huh. Something broke out that day. I'll never forget it. Something broke out. There was some ladies from the side on the other side and they start shouting and praising God. We were still on that slow song. I couldn't figure it out. I did not even done one drum roll yet. No, none of that. They start shouting and dancing toward the altar. And then someone else started dancing. And someone came in in that little church in Troy. And they just laid out before the Lord. They kind of rolled a couple times back and forth. You know why? Because the glory of God moved on them. And they were not... They were were not bound by the beat of a drum or by the sound or the rhythm or the... They were were talking in other tongues and speaking prophecies out of their mouth because they were thinking about the blood of Jesus that brought them out and something happened to them and they were so desperate for God. But I will tell you, in the modern day church, it ain't like that. In the modern day church, we have to have everything just right before anybody responds. I wonder, would you just respond to God and not respond to the song? I wonder, would you respond to God and not respond to the preacher? Would you just respond to God and not respond to how the lights work or how the I'm asking about these waters I'm not I'm not asking about the world I'm asking about the church I'm almost done I'll tell you what you can do if you come here and you call this your church if anybody asks you about your church you light up like a light bulb you ought to be looking like a walking Christmas tree you ought to say I love my church if you got an issue with the church and you leave the last thing I want you to do is put something on Facebook about your new church and say finally I'm loved I'm gonna tell you what God knows every text every Instagram every Facebook posting that you've ever written and you're gonna be called and account for all of that junk here pastor tonight we got to work on this river i'm glad one two five six are receiving the holy ghost but i'm ready for miracles signs and wonders and the affirmation of acts chapter six and the water has got to be pure and it's got to be clean and we got to be right are these waters pure oh i feel the glory of god i know he wants to come in here Hear me, young people. God wants to double this group. He wants to triple you. Hear me, young people. But you've got to be real and true. And not pretend. Don't pretend. Because we know what to do in church. I don't know what the signal is. I don't know there's a signal. I haven't figured it out yet. You know, there's some things you can only hear when you're younger. Did you know that there's some frequencies you can only hear? Reagan did this in our house for us, and he, one of his ears is kind of bad. But he can hear; he can hear a frequency Tammy and I cannot hear. Do you know about this? Come on, do you know about this? Well, Tim, you can't. You're old like me. You don't know. Scott, help me. You know about it. Does, that, does anyone know what I'm talking about? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you done this with your parents? Can you hear this? And if you're over a certain age or something, you can't hear it. I don't know. There's a signal they have in the youth group. And I'm not sure what the signal is. It's a frequency. And the moment they hear it, they abandon ship. And come to the altar. I love it. I want them to come. I want you to come to the altar. I'm glad you get out of the the boat and come down to the altar. But don't think that just because you walked up here that you're true. It takes more than 10 feet to be right with God. And don't think that some of you that look like the frozen chosen are any better because you ought to get up out of your seat and from time to time you ought to thank god and stomp your foot and shout and say i love the lord with all my heart and i'm gonna give god my best i'm preaching tonight this river has got to be pure and it's gotta be clean I would preach elder that the reason why rivers get dirty is because of stinking flesh, yeah, yeah. but nobody knows what that is, so let 's just call it what it is bad attitudes right. attitude. right. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Well, we want to talk about deliverance. I am going to tell you about deliverance when the flow of the water is clean, and the spirit has, and the spirit of the church. I am talking not the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the church is pure, and we have our attitudes right. I am almost done. Just come, uh, Zach, or whoever, Roman, go to the organ right there. Stand, everybody, stand with me. I'm looking for a revival. I'm looking for a revival. I'm looking for a revival. I gotta pull something out of my heart. I gotta lay it on the altar. I gotta get my my mind in the right place. I got to exercise my time. Everything I say out of my mouth has got to be pure to the glory and edification of the Holy Spirit. I've got to do battle in my own flesh so I can conquer it. Do you know what has the same power of resurrection as the Holy Spirit? Your flesh. You know why I know that? Because Paul said, I die daily. But his flesh gets resurrected the next day. Flesh has the power of resurrection. I'm up. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, Lord. I'm terrible. i can up. I'm up. When you wake up, you die. In the middle of the day, you die to your flesh. You pray that God would make you pure and make you holy. And when you walk into this house on Sunday, you come with a dance in your step and a smile on your face and a faith in your heart and a praise on your lips. Say it right now. Search me and know me, Lord. Try me and see if there is any wicked way in me. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew within me a right spirit. Wash me and I'll be clean. Wash me with a hyssop and I'll be clean. Ugh. Shine your light in every dark corner of my life. Come on, say it. Say it right now. Say it right now. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew within me a right spirit. Wash me. Wash me. Take this stony heart out of my flesh. Put in a tender spirit inside of me. Come on, we're going to pray for our own church today. I need some people to go back and lay hands on the back wall. I need people to lay hands on that wall. I want us to bind every every everything that's against God out of this house. I want you to pray for yourself. I want, I want God to purge us and cleanse us and renew us for so the rivers that we call sacred. That we think are holy and are dedicated. We'll be corrupted by our own lives. Ah That's right, that's right, that's right. Come on, rivers of life. Come on, rivers of new life. Rivers of new life. Rivers of new life. That's right, come on, we're worshiping God. Come on, wherever you are, we're worshiping God. Oh, Lord, take all this stuff out of my life. All those roots of bitterness, all of that immorality, all of that backbiting, all that stuff I've been holding on to my heart. Let the river of this church be holy and pure and clean, Lord. In Jesus' name, I've got to live a holy life and a pure life unto you. Let my spirit be right and my heart be right. And my walk be right. Ah, ah, ah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's right, that's right. Come on, you're lifting it up to the Lord. We don't know what God's going to do if we'll just get ourselves in the right place. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Pray as long as you want, but it's, it's 751. I'm just going to give you nine minutes. You can say longer than that, but I want nine minutes of just praising God and asking God to clean you, clean your home, clean your life. Come on, ask God to clean everything about you, your spirit. I want you to pray, God, let me walk in the pureness of life. (sighs) Yes. So my spirit is pure. Pure.